Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Wednesday, September 27th, 2023. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing Adioye Jr. Joining me is the Nitro Rifle himself, Andy Cortez. Good morning, Night City. That game is so good, isn't it? Been hearing that intro a whole lot lately. How, how often do you let it play? Because one out of two times, I let it play. I'm glad. That, you know what? I realized I missed it, and then I realized quickly I didn't miss it. Yeah. Uh, because it does kind of feel... Like when you let the Netflix menu autoplay back in the day when the, when the audio would just kind of play automatically. Yeah, it still does And you'd that. be like, no, 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 I want, oh, really? I'm pretty sure it does. You might have turned it off in your settings. Oh, yeah, I may have turned it off. But it did remind me of that where I'm like, no, 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 just skip past it. I don't, don't want to hear it. I, I got tired of it pretty quickly. And then I was very happy that the new DLC offers a little bit of some new audio. Yeah, yeah it's pretty I, cool. like that was one where it hit me with nostalgia when I first got to it. And like I skipped it at first because I was like, well, I want to get into the oh, game three years ago. Yeah. Oh, man. 2020. <laughs> what a wonderful time to remember. Um, but like after my what my third time of booting up the game again, uh, like I let it play and I was like, oh, yeah, I kind of dig this. Like, I like it. I'll let it play every now and then. Um, but it's one where I'm like. They, they nailed that voiceover. They nailed, like, that intro does everything you need it to do to, like, set the tone. For now, you're jumping into some fucking chaos in the yeah. game. Good time. How Great much have time. you played? Um, so I restarted completely for, uh, because I wanted to experience the, the stream. This, I wanted to experience the whole story with stream mm -hmm. and get all that recording just because I love, I love kind of archiving all of my VODs. And, and plus, like, man, the quality is just insane. How good it looks to so watch all the path tracing happen in real time. I sent you mm -hmm. a screenshot. And you're like, man, I got to play this on PC. Yeah. And then I went home and I started playing it on PC a little bit. It's real and good. Yeah, it and it upsets me that I don't have a, a, an RTX 40. So I was saying this to Greg that like I'm missing out on certain features. I think like the frame generation isn't available on the RTX 30 stuff. Correct. And I can't believe I'm actually saying these words out loud. Like I never cared about any of this bullshit. But like the game looks really good, especially when I'm playing it on my, my ultra wide. Yeah. yeah. God. A what a time, time to be alive. It's a great time, Bless. What a time to be alive. What are uh -huh. you, so what are you playing the most nowadays? Are you going back and forth between that and Liza P? Are there any other games? That yeah, are it's next? definitely Liza P. Last night, I went live on the Kind of Funny channel because we had a Twitch bounty available that expired today, but I knew we weren't going to be able to get to it today. So I was like, might as well just hit up this Twitch bounty and play Liza P on stream because I still need to beat it and I'm still super into it. And um, I'm, I feel like I'm maybe an hour or two away from beating Liza P. I'm right oh. there. At the end of it. Damn, I really want to ask you what boss you're on, but I know that's probably probably spoiler. Yeah, probably. Are you having how difficult are the bosses where you're at? Um, so I I may have fought the most difficult ones for me already. Okay. But I know that based on what a lot of people have told me in the Twitch chat, that the second to last boss and even the final ones are yeah. very, very just display a lot of jerk behavior yeah um it's very rare to see me on tilt in a video game i won't say it's that rare but like it this game pushed me to my limit when i got to the last couple of bosses where this yeah the second to last boss in particular doing that boss while reviewing the game so obviously there's no guides out there's no help there's not there's none of that shit i almost pulled my hair out like i legitimately was just fucking struggling with that one uh well they pull i, I think they do a lot of neat things to kind of trick you even further we're so used to playing a lot of from software games and that first time you hit the second phase of an enemy that surprises you you go oh my god there's another phase no way and we kind of expect that nowadays that's kind of like yeah the it, it's similar to like watching saw right we're doing the saw and review movies right now 
And like you get to the and you're like, all right, what's the twist gonna be? But when they yep. add an extra element, um, we're used to um whenever an enemy in Lies of P is like breakable and you can get them down to their critical hit, you'll critical hit them and then they'll go poof, they'll go down to a knee, and it's like, all right, let me get this critical hit going. Yeah. But <laughs> I think Round Eight Studios does such a great and evil, just assholeish thing where some bosses later on you critical them yep. when you're like, all right, here they go. They're about to be, out. they fall to their knee and then they bust out three extra moves before they are finally falling to their knee in yeah. like, this is a legit one where you can go critical them. And that one has definitely caught me off guard a couple of times. The one that pissed me off was when I was playing and I had one of the, I used a star fragment to summon a companion for a boss fight mm -hmm. and I got it down to a critical hit. And then like, you know, the boss gets down and I'm like, oh, this is my chance. Like I'm having a really good run and I'm trying to get to the spot to critical him. My companion is sitting right there, just willing on him. And I'm like, dude, get the fuck out the way. Like I yeah. need to get cool. this critical <laughs> hit. And by the time I can get him out the way, the moments already passed. And I'm like, God, your fuck companion's like, no, 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 it's just my target. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, no, get out. I need to fucking visceral this guy. But God, what a good game. What that a is. great game. We're in like maybe one of the best falls for video games that I can remember in recent memory, right? Between like, I mean, I list all the games all the time that I went on the fucking splurge and reviewed, right? But Baldur's Gate 3, Armored Core, Starfield, Cyberpunk, Liza P. And it doesn't stop because we still have Spider-Man 2 and Alan Wake 2. It's absolutely unreal blessing. Mario Wonder, don't forget. Mario oh, Wonder. Mario Wonder. Mario RPG. Do you think it's going to be real hard? I hope so. Mario Wonder. Is it going to be the Souls-like in Mario? Yeah, I hope Damn. so. Damn. God, I hope so. Assassin's Creed Mirage as well. Yeah. Everybody is excited for that one. Everybody. Right? Everybody. Everybody. You know what else everybody's excited for? Far Cry 7, because today's stories include Far Cry 7 alleged story details leaked, Horizon Forbidden West is coming to PC, and more, because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every week at 10 a.m. live right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games, we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily remember you can use ever creator code kind of funny on all like store and epic in-game purchases like rocket league and fortnite to help support the channel to be a part of the show head to kind of funny.com slash kfgd to write in with your questions squad ups and more and remember patreon.com slash kind of funny will get you the show ad free plus a bevy of bonus content Housekeeping for you, a new games cast is up where I preview Alan Wake 2 and Dragon's Dogma 2. And Greg gives Alan Wake Remastered and Monster Hunter Now impressions. That's up over on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. You preview Dragon's Dogma 2? I preview Dragon's Damn, Dogma 2. Yeah. What the fuck? It's been a fucking wild week. Oh, He's been man. gaming, man. It's one of those things where, like, Greg, of course, took a, a couple weeks off for vacation. And I look at my calendar, and my calendar is like, you're going to a Capcom event for TGS. And I'm like... Really? All right, cool. And I like, I'm like, all right, cool. Let's see what games are gonna be there. And I get there, and it's Dragon's Dogma two. I can play an hour. They flew you to Tokyo. That's crazy. Yeah, I went. I was hanging out in Tokyo. It was time. TGS at the Bay. Is yeah, what they call okay. it. TGS at the Bay. That's neat. But yeah, I did that. I played um, the Street Fighter DLC character Aki. I played Resident Evil Village on the iPad. Hmm. Okay. And then they had Ace Attorney there, but I was like, I don't need to play Ace Attorney. Was it one of the big ass iPads? Yeah. 13 inches or whatever yeah i guess so yeah i'm not an ipad person i played it legitimately maybe like 10 to 15 minutes of it before i was like all right i get it i wish this is an iphone 15 pro because that's the impressions everybody wants right y'all yeah, want to know how it looks sure. on that tiny ass screen and so i played it to confirm it works and guess what it works cool. looks pretty good yeah awesome but yeah i played dragon's dogma 2 for an hour a game that like 
I, sh I should not be the one previewing because like I never played Dragon's Dogma one, but guess what? I liked it. Oh, wow. I had a lot of fun with Dragon's wow. Dogma too. Very weird game, very strange game. But like, if you want to hear my full the full details on it, go over uh, to Gamescast. Check that out. I, I I have been meaning to go through Dragon's Dogma one because I know a lot of people love it. I know people always recommend it whenever I talk about medieval type games, fantasy type games. People yeah. always say, Andy, you got to play Dragon's Dogma one before Part two comes out. So I bought it once all the part two rumors started swirling all around the internet. I bought it on Steam. I think it was maybe like $5, super cheap. Booted it up and was immediately kind of hit with the, oh, this is just outside of the realm of modern. Yeah. Uh, like, and not, like, it's just kind of outside of the realm before we started hitting what we think of when we think of modern control schemes and just modern UI. It reminded me of, I, it's the same feeling I had when I played through Resident Evil 5 and 6 with Ray Narvaez on stream mm -hmm. and booting that up. And it's like, oh, wow, this was right before we really kind of got the grasp on what good shooters feel like and should look like. Um, so it's I will get to it eventually. I just don't know when. See, I had the exact same thing happen where it was Imran Khan. that was like, hey, you really like Dragon's Dogma. You should play Dragon's Dogma. I ended up buying it and... I played the very beginning of it on my Steam Deck, and I had the exact same thing where I'm like, oh, this seems kind of old. This seems a little bit archaic. Like, I don't know if, if I'm going to be able to vibe with this in 2023. But then playing Dragon's Dogma 2, though I start off my preview saying, like, this game feels like a PS3 game. Like, there's so many parts of this that feel like an older game. But the more I play it, the more I get into it. That's awesome. And I think it just, I think Dragon's Dogma just has a unique gameplay loop to it that once you buy into it, then you start to enjoy yourself. But at first blush, I was like, oh yeah, this is kind of weird. Like, I don't know, this isn't the the prettiest game to me. Like it looks good graphically, but the art style kind of feels like generic med med medieval fantasy. And like the fantasy, the the, um, the combat doesn't have a lock on. It's like these weird, like little details where I'm like, oh, these are weird decisions. But the more I played it, the more I was like, oh, this is kind of fun actually. And what really sold me is that um, you fight big enemies in the game. And when you fight those big enemies, like one of the ones that I fought was a big Cyclops. I climbed on top of him and like stabbed him in the eye because that was his weak point. And it felt so like Shadow of the Colossus where I was like, oh, this is kind of cool actually. And then you know, I fought a griffin and I climbed on the griffin and the griffin started flying around. And I was like, fuck, this is actually pretty cool. I'll tell you what uh, what, uh, what other game you could climb beasts when you're fighting them. What's that? The game that came out this year, Wild Hearts. <laughs> God, remember Wars? <laughs> Can you believe that was this year? That's but, insane. But like, I remember I would, I would always jump on him and like go and stab the crit spots. That game was cool. Also, another big game coming out this fall, Blessing. What's that? Ghost Runner 2. I know. And oh it's so God. soon. Have you played the demo, Bless? It's so No, soon. I don't want to play the demo. Because like... Are you the, already in? I'm already in. Yeah, okay. that's the thing. A secret about me is that I usually don't like playing demos or previews because like i don't now like the whole internet the knows thing. dude now the whole internet knows yeah well now the, the whole Just internet knows usually when i because if i feel like it ruins the uh, my dinner right like i want to enjoy this thing for the first time all the way through now i've already played an that's hour fair. now i gotta replay Especially the first if hour you're already into it that's totally fair like uh i i played it just because i hadn't played the first one and andy was like you need to play it and then i played it and now yeah. i'm sold first and that's the thing is i played the first ghost runner first yeah. ghost runner sick as hell and so again, you've already gotten me for Ghost Runner too. The rare instances where I do really like a demo, I think, is for Souls-like type stuff, where like I'm just in it for the gameplay. Like right. I'm, or I just want to know how the combat feels, what the combat system's like. And so for Wolong, like I, I maybe liked the Wolong demo more than I liked the final game, because like I just really like getting a hold of. All right, how does this play? Oh, I really like the parries. Oh man, this game seems really cool. And then I play it, and I'm like, yeah, it was that game. Yeah. And when I play the full thing, it's not. 
the same as playing it in just this hour burst, but I don't know. I really like playing the Souls like demos. Life the is the same thing. The most impressive thing about the Ghost Runner 2 demo was knowing how much I loved Ghost Runner 1 and going into it wondering what are they going to do to kind of, you know, innovate on the first experience, right? How are they going to try to up the gameplay and make it make me feel excited for something that isn't just more of Ghost Runner 1? And uh, I, I had several questions of people asking me, did you ever play the DLC when the DLC came out? And the DLC was called like Hell's something where you play as one of the other characters in the Ghost Runner universe. And it was not the same one-on-one -on -one experience because your movesets were different, your abilities were different. And I would always compare it to playing Shovel Knight, loving the absolute hell out of Shovel Knight, and then Yacht Club saying, here's King's Knight and Plague Knight. Yeah. And it controlling differently and not feeling the same because they are different characters with different movesets and going like, oh, this isn't exactly what I want out of yeah, you know, like I love playing Shovel Knight. I don't really want to play as these characters, and it was the same sort of vibe. Where I was like, "Ah, oh, this DLC, I'm just not really feeling it." Because uh, instead of like, instead of like maybe the dash, you had like a long jump. Like you could kind of aim where your jump would go, and you would just do this long leap. Mm -hmm. It wasn't as uh, I guess exciting as what the first Ghost Runner was. I played this demo, and my mind was just just blown out the back of my head. It was so yeah. good. It looks incredible. And it runs great, and I just can't freaking wait for this game to come out. And then they introduced the motorcycle. Oh my god! Hell yeah! And I was like, "How's this gonna control on PC?" What's funny enough? What's funny? Sick as hell. It's so awesome, dude. What's funny is that as as you describe it, I started to think of Infamous, where the what Infamous Second Son came out, and I missed I missed it, but then I played Infamous First Light. And I really liked how Infamous First Light played. And then I went back and played Infamous Second Son. And I was like, I think I like First Light better. Huh. Uh, and it's like the, kind of the reverse thing where First Light was very much, we're going to give you a specific moveset to apply to this character fetch, right? Like we're going to give you like the neon um, um, powers. Right. And like, I really liked the neon powers. But then when I went back to Infamous 2, or not Infamous 2, Infamous Second Son, I was like, okay, well, I don't know if I'm vibing with all this other stuff. And also Infamous First Light feels like a tighter game and all this stuff. But like, yeah, it's that weird thing where you go from one to the other and and even though it's the same game, just twisting a few mechanics makes it a completely different thing. I've never mind. played those. We should try them. Pretty good. Mm. Pretty good. I think you'd enjoy Infamous. We should start. But also Spider-Man 2 but... is coming out. So oh, all right. Yeah, it's probably going to be a better one for you. Yeah, it's probably going to flop. More housekeeping for you. Uh, there's also a new Let's Play up right now with me and Sam Lake playing Alan Wake 2. That is up over on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Uh, a new X-Cast is available right now. Mike and Paris are joined by Studio MDHR to celebrate six years of Cuphead and discuss what's next for the team. We got some cool reveals on that one that I don't want to spoil, but pretty exciting stuff. Uh, we've got a new Jabroni merch line designed by Cameron French of the French Dip Design. It's still available today at cottonfunny.com slash store, and that's a limited drop, and so you want to hop on that now. And then are you ready to role play? This Friday, the Kind of Funny crew and special guest Sage Ryan will take you on an epic journey at the table as Nick Scarpino DMs our very first D&D session. Come join the table and roll some dice with us Friday, September 29th, 2023, exclusively live on Twitch and then later on YouTube as a VOD. And then it's the final week of September uh, here on Twitch, and it's a great time to take advantage of sweet discounts when you subscribe to our channel. If you want to enjoy ad-free viewing, channel emotes, and more, you can save 30% uh, off on three-month and six-month extended subscriptions. If you want to give back to the community, gifted subs on Twitch are now 25% off as well, so you can give the power of ad-free viewing to your best friends. 
let me tell you, I went over to watch the Netflix Geeked is doing a thing where they're doing a bunch of reveals. Went over to watch that, like a 30 second ad. I clicked that shit off. I was like, I'm not watching this. <laughs> I ain't got time for yeah. this. Yeah. So give the gift of ad free viewing to somebody. Yeah. It helps a lot. And then one more thing over on Patreon, a new kind of feudy is up. And it's another trivia trial where we test out two new games. We test out GeoBlesser. And we test out a new version of Kind of Feudy called Fast Feudy. I missed that. Oh, oh yeah. man. I Let was me tell you. Dennis yesterday. Geo Blesser, a hit. Damn, dude. Fast That's Feudy. a great name just on oh, its yeah. own. Fast Feudy needs some work. Okay. But Geo Blesser, I'm very excited for the oh, future of Geo Blesser. I'm so sad. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Brave Athos, Jedi Master Deadpool, and Delaney Twining. Today we're brought to you by Rocket Money, Shady Rays, and DoorDash. But we'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin with what is and forever will be. The Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have six stories today. A baker's dozen. Starting with our number one. Far Cry 7 details have apparently leaked. Uh, this is coming from Tom Henderson over at Insider Gaming. Insider Gaming has learned new details on Ubisoft's next mainline Far Cry entry following our exclusive report in January. The next game, which we'll refer to as Far Cry 7 and is internally known as Project Blackbird, is scheduled to be released in fall 2025. The game will be developed by Ubisoft Montreal and will move away from the Dunia engine to Snowdrop. Speaking with sources, it's understood that the next entry to the series will be a non-linear story, with the story being centered around rescuing the player's kidnapped family. It was said that the game's plot revolves around a wealthy family that has been kidnapped by a conspiracy group currently called the Sons of Truth. While exact, finite details are subject to change due to the game's stage of development, it was said that the premise of the campaign is uh, for the player to rescue their entire family within a specific time frame. Currently, the current in-game timer stands at 72 hours, or 24 hours in real time, but the timer can be paused when the player enters one of their safe houses, it was said. Far Cry 7's non-linear story means that family members do not need to be rescued in order, and some family members can be killed, which has an impact on the story. While details are still a little murky, it's understood that the goal is to take down the Sons of Truth, and in order to complete the game 100%, you'll need to rescue all of your family members safely. To find your family members, it was said that Far Cry 7 introduces a new interrogation mechanic to the game, which doesn't necessarily mean you'll get the information you need from the enemy. Sometimes the enemy will give up the information, sometimes they'll lie, stay quiet, or even sometimes escape, it was said. Ubisoft has been sporadic on their game announcements as of late, with the likes of The Division 3 being randomly announced in a PR email, so it's unclear when official information will be released, but we'll be sure to let you know once we hear more. That's the end of the article. I'm going to sprinkle some grain of salt, you know? This is one where I'm like, you know... Give me some sodium in the morning. Leaks aren't created equal like a lot of a lot of leaks come from a lot of different places leaks of course sometimes change sometimes people have weird um uh sources all this stuff right so go into this with a grain of salt that said andy does this type of far cry game excite you this sounds very uh innovative in terms of what a far cry game could be sounds like they're kind of changing the mold of what a far cry structure is it sounds pretty awesome to be honest with you like this is uh, Far Cry games are always very hit and miss with me. It just kind of depends on the mood and the vibe and what the overall tone of the story is and the tone of the characters. And is this villain intriguing enough to me for me to want to go further? I feel like Far Cry is always a game about the villains. Mm -hmm. um, are these villains enough for me to want to dive deeper into the story? This sounds cool as hell, especially 
the real-time clock working, the way that these, the interrogation mechanics seems to be working, I think is also a neat little add-on. This seems like a new game that they wanted to make and then said, what if we can include Far Cry in it? Yeah. You know? And I, I, I think that makes a lot of sense for Ubisoft that really wants to rely on their same core IPs, right? Not in a bad way necessarily, but hey, if we have new ideas, how can we use those new ideas to inject a bit more life into something like Far Cry? Because Far Cry has been Far Cry for a while. Far Cry 3 very much established what the formula of a modern Far Cry is. And I'm somebody who fucking, I love Far Cry 3, but as we got further into it, I think for me, Far Cry started to become stale pretty quickly. Like even Far Cry 4, I played through and I was like, all right, cool, that was fine. Like that felt like playing more Far Cry 3 than by the time I got around to Far Cry 5, I was very much like, all right, cool. Like, I don't need to play more of this. I know what this is. The thing I like about this is the idea of it being nonlinear and you being able to save your family members in whatever order. Cause which ones do I love more? What was that? Which family members do I love? Oh yeah, more? exactly. Like yeah. my, do I love my sister or my dad more? My little brother's been like diving down some weird conspiracy podcasts. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we let him go. <laughs> yeah. My, my dad didn't let me like, you know, go out and party with my friend yeah. last week. And so exactly. like, I'm going to save my sister first and then come back around <laughs> later. But the idea of, for me, when I think about Far Cry, for when I think about where I had the most fun with with Far Cry over the years, it has been, all right, what do I feel like doing? I want to upgrade my wallet, so I'm going to hunt a crocodile. <laughs> like, I'm going to, I need some more, like, safe houses. I'm going to take out this camp over here. All right, cool. Now I need more arrows, and so I'm going to go murder a bear. <laughs> like, I think having that type of freedom and choice and how you approach in an open world game is how those games should generally be designed, right? Like, I like that over a more very linear story progression and so being able to tackle hey i know that this what are they called the sons of truth <laughs> the yeah, sons of that sounds Liberty. like a jim caviezel movie <laughs> yeah right like this son of truth is the he's like the explosives expert so i know once i go to his area it's going to be all booby trapped with explosives and have to fight all these explosive enemies whereas like this son of truth is that poison guy he's in the poison swamp but that son of truth is in the fiery inferno lava yeah. volcano <laughs> <laughs> exactly. yeah this, this son of truth is located in the desert where they got a village it's all women like that like you just find them like, like you just find them like pokemon gym leaders yeah exactly See, i was going with zelda tears the kingdom oh, okay. it's like oh yeah you. this is the water um fucking son of truth who like he has a kingdom of water and he's a king but he's, he's also gonna, a fish he's got a big aquarium <laughs> yeah like he oh he's a big fan of fish um but i think if they're gonna make it like that's how i envision it and i think that that sounds exciting like to open your map and go okay if i go over here i can take out this son and save my mom yeah <laughs> and, like i'm gonna have to like get a bunch of like I, the way i look at it, at it is almost like Mega Man, right also if like if i go now i'm just creating a new game but this yeah is fucking sick if i go and i take out the explosives son i then get a fucking rocket launcher that i can then use against the water son of truth yeah and i can take out his aquariums and fucking flood the place yeah. and now i save my daughter now you have the power of water you take that to the fire kingdom take that to the fire kingdom mm -hmm. but yeah i like the idea of making a lot uh, a more like implementing more non-linear elements into far cry the thing that's really interesting though is the time limit which i'm sure is going to be hit or miss for a lot of people i get really anxious with a game that has an overall time limit like that's why dead rising 2 uh, was one where like I would just wouldn't pay attention anymore to the time because the more I paid attention to the time stuff, the more I'd get stressed out. Um, I imagine that they might have an option to just turn that off for the people that are like, actually, no, we don't, don't want to deal with this. But the idea yeah, is an anxiety accessibility. <laughs> yeah, <button>. exactly. <laughs> but the idea is interesting. I like that they're experimenting. Is my thing. No, I'm totally with you. Yeah, I think that Far Cry has 
long been overdue for some large major formula change. And I don't think that this is one of those things where it's not like every Far Cry every year has been hitting in such a way where the droves and droves of fans would be like, why are you changing Far Cry? This isn't what Far Cry is. This isn't like what Final Fantasy would have gone through when 16 comes out and you have a lot yeah. of the hardcore Final Fantasy fans saying, bring us back what we want in Final Fantasy games. I don't really know if there will be, sure, there will be a vocal minority kind of angry that the game that they're used to is not going to be the, sim, the thing that came out this year or whatever. But I think that this game, this game and this franchise has been long overdue for some sort of large formula change. And yeah. this seems like a pretty cool and creative one, to be honest with you. Yeah. And when I, honestly, when I think of hardcore Far Cry fans, I think of fans of like Far Cry 2 and like the early Far Cries where the conversation around the franchise being, oh man, I liked it when it was more, um, not, I guess more like immersive sim, more emergent gameplay, I should say actually, right? Like I wanted to feel a bit more systems driven than it being about the checklist style gameplay that you usually get in a Ubisoft uh, style game. But I think there's a good way to marry the two because at its core, Far Cry, Far Cry 3 for me being my favorite Far Cry, Far Cry 3 was a fucking fun game. And that came down to, Oh, like it feels good to play the, I really like taking out these camps and like going from stealth and then eventually like fucking up the stealth and then taking out the rest of the camp. That was such a fun game gameplay loop that I think if we just take that core and combine it with, Hey, what are some big steps we can take to really make the player feel more free and make just a more interesting game? I think that's worth doing. I think that's an exciting thing. And I hope, I mean, again, taking all this with a grain of salt, I hope a lot of this is true. Me too. I, I hope uh, this sounds like an exciting idea for what a Far Cry 7 could be. And I hope that this is kind of the start for the turn for Ubisoft. I feel like they've been such a roller coaster in the past where I feel like around five, six years ago, the industry at large was kind of applauding Ubisoft for knocking it out of the park on several levels when it came to a lot of the different franchises. And that was like mm. when they were really hitting a stride. And I feel like the last couple of years has... Been a bit of a struggle. They've had some gems, gems of course. Uh, you know, obviously, um, when we talk about Mario and Rabbids, that was a, a large hit, and people love that game across all sorts of different fan bases. But this, along with going back to the Division 3, which is massive for me, because I'm... Uh, yeah, massive. Hey. Uh, I love the Division 2, and I can't wait to see what this new Division 3 game will offer. Star Wars, obviously, is going to be huge for them. We see a big formula change here. We see um, what they're doing with even a game like X Defiant, which people can sort of scoff at, but I love the level of communication that Ubisoft is having with fans over a lot of these X Defiant playtests and getting a lot of player feedback and saying, you all don't like that Call of Duty does all these things. We're going to try to do those things better. Like, I think they're kind of... You know, I was going to say, uh, what's the word? What's the Hit phrase it. you use for like, they're riding the ship? And oh, I think yeah. it's full of bones. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm excited for what the future of Ubisoft can be. Yeah. yeah and, I, and I think the, the, the thing that I get from Ubisoft, watching Ubisoft operate for, for over the years, and like us talking about how, yeah, it seems like these last two years for Ubisoft, Ubisoft have been rough. Even when you mentioned Mario and Rabbids, right? Like the last Mario and Rabbids didn't sell as much as they thought it was going right. to sell. 
The thing though is that I still feel like they're trying. Yeah. Like when you look at like some of the stuff that they're throwing at the wall, when you look at Xdefy it, and yeah, like they're doing the play test, they're taking in feedback. They um um like they were very communicative about why they delayed X Defiant, right? Hey, we didn't pass the checks when we um submitted it to PlayStation and Xbox, so we're going back and doing another thing. The fact that they're very open about their development process for that game. And yeah, like I think when you look at when you look at the stuff that's coming up, like I get excited about Star Wars Outlaws. Oh that looks God. really exciting. Uh, the fact that AC Mirage is a, t a classic take on Assassin's Creed, I know that's going to work for people like Barrett and for the fans that are looking for that. Um, I think there are efforts being made, but I also think, yeah, riding the ship is going to take a minute, right? Like that's not something you're able to do immediately. And so I'm very excited to see how that goes. Yeah, absolutely. And also one more thing I'll even shout out here. Uh, we didn't talk about them changing engines. That's exciting for me. Like I think... Snowdrop, from what I from, I guess just playing the division. Snowdrop seems like a real, like a great experience, and I get, and I think for me the the feel of the, the recent Far Cry games haven't been as great to me, and so I'm curious to see how that changes things. It's hard to really comment on an engine as a player, not a developer, because I don't know what's going on behind the scenes there. But the idea of hey, we're gonna try and approach this from a ground up manner and really go in and change things that excites me as well. It's also just neat. I think it shows confidence that they are happy with where their development cycle is and they're happy with knowing that Snowdrop is the move from here on out. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I know that there was a lot of... I was kind of sad when CD Projekt Red mentioned that they will not be moving forward with Red Engine and moving towards Unreal because I feel like Red Engine just offers such a unique look and I like even though it seems like it was tougher for them to develop on and they're moving to Unreal to kind of make things a bit easier... I like a a big move like that with a developer saying this is the right move going this is the right move to go from here into the future you know yeah. so I think them think, saying that Snowdrop is the right call I think that's that just is a lot of confidence for the for these studios Story number 2 Sony announces Horizon Forbidden West complete edition for PS5 and, P and PC this is Wesley Yinpool and IGN Sony has finally announced Horizon Forbidden West complete edition after a series of leaks it launches on PS5 on October 6th. The PC version, however, launches early 2024 via Steam and the Epic Game Store. The PC version of Horizon Forbidden West Complete Edition is developed by PC port specialist Nixus Software, which Sony acquired in 2021. The Complete Edition includes the Horizon Forbidden West and Forbidden West DLC Burning Shores and costs $69.99. Nice. Here's the complete list of contents for Horizon Forbidden West Complete Edition on PS5. So you're getting... Horizon Forbidden West, the game. You're getting the Burning Shores DLC for PS5, the digital soundtrack, the digital art book, Horizon Zero Dawn Volume 1, the Sunhawk digital comic book, and then in-game items. You're getting an extras in photo, photo mode, uh, including a special pose and face paint, and then uh, in-game in items unlocked via story progression, the Karja Behemoth Elite outfit uh, and the short bow, Nora Thunder Elite outfit, uh, Nora Thunder Sting, or no, Sling, uh, an Apex Claw Strider machine strike piece, and... A resources pack, which is cool. Get your heels in, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you get one heel, one extra heel. You know what's really just awful of me as somebody who, whose job it is to kind of just have a basic understanding of what's happening in this industry? Yeah. I saw this this morning kind of go on our Slack. We always kind of post our you know, recent updates in the industry. And mm -hmm. I saw this and I said, man, how can you... How can you release a complete edition when, like, you haven't even done DLC? Dude, when I tell you, I played the Horizon Zero Dawn, or, sorry, Horizon Forbidden West DLC, and I forget about it all the time. <laughs> Literally, like, this morning, I was trying to put together my Game of the Year list. 
just to see like, all right, where am I at right now? Because I wanted to put out a tweet that said High Five Rush is still in my top five. And I looked at it and That's I was like, crazy. I was like, let me come back around. To you it. would be insane to put it in your <laughs> top I five. I think it might still be in my top five. High Five Rush is incredible. High Five Rush I, I is know. so good. No, I know. It deserves to be on our but, top ten. But Andy. don't be crazy. <laughs> don't be it crazy. It deserves to be on our top ten. Wait, let me bust it's just, out. My what you need out. to understand is like for the last eight months, I've been playing a brand new game and going, "This has got to be top five. I've been saying that for the last thirty goddamn games I've played. <laughs> you know what I mean? Listen. So like, don't be crazy. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I got trend on my top ten right now. That was the dreams game that me. <laughs> <laughs> You are high. <laughs> I'm trying to make sure these games get their shout-outs, all right? Oh, listen, man. All right? Listen, right now, fuck. I got Hi-Fi Rush above Final Fantasy 16. Oh. All right? I got it above it. Oh. Yeah, that's fair. Oh. I got it. I might need to read just this list. <laughs> I'm looking at this list, and I'm like, uh, do I got it above Liza Fee? I don't know if I do. No. I, I, might, I might not have I it think Hi-Fi Rush is still in my top four, for sure. I oh, mean, Phantom Liberty is out now, and I fucking love Phantom Liberty. Listen, we, uh, my top Phantom, one is Zelda 2 is the king. We Phantom Liberty this. has to be eligible, right? We're not yeah. going to do oh, like yeah. the DLC. No, this is like... Well, kind of funny eligible. rules is just fucking whatever. I am uh, interested in like Jeff Keighley, like uh, uh, right. when, Game Awards. When we do rules. the thing where we get the nomination sheet for the Game Awards... Can I legally say this? I guess I, guess I can, because this isn't kind of funny as well, right? This is probably what I'm going to write in myself for me personally, Blessing A.D.A. Jr. Right. When we get the nomination sheet, when we get to, and I, I personally get the best RPG, I'm writing down Phantom Liberty. I think you yeah. should. Yeah. I think you should. Because, like, here's the thing, Andy, is, like, every year Mike uh, sends in his votes, and I started, like, three games or, like, sports games that came out, like, four years ago. So you can literally just put whatever. Yeah, Mike's going to put Steep in his top ten this year. <laughs> Somebody said if Trent is eligible, everything is. Trent, they released it as a game. Just because it's in Dreams doesn't mean it's not a game. It has progression. <laughs> <laughs> it has a menu. <laughs> from, from 29 minutes ago, I see Lakers head resubscribe to Twitch here. So thank you for resubscribing for 76 months. Says Pikmin 4's Game of the Year 2023. I've heard so many good things about Pikmin 4, and I don't even have time to play Dead or play uh, Metroid Prime Remake. Ooh, Metroid, like, fuck, Metroid Prime Remastered might also... Oh, fuck, that is in my top five. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I do like no, that let's, better uh, Let's leave the remasters behind. There's too many good new games this year that deserve their... It's new to me, damn it. <laughs> I played it for the first time, yeah. and I All did right. like it more than High Fry Rush. I'll be honest. Metroid Prime Remastered might be one of the best games I've ever played in my life. It's fucking sick. It's, it's a really good, it's it's a good, good game, Metroid Prime. Why didn't anybody tell me about it? <laughs> Somebody should have told me about Metroid Prime. Nobody mentioned it. <laughs> But yeah, Horizon for Unwest coming to PC. Congratulations, PC players. I'm sure you're going to be happy with your global illumination and your generated frames. <laughs> Ray-traced uh, global illumination. What I'm most excited about is anytime I play Horizon Forbidden West, I keep thinking, man, I would rather, I wish I was aiming with the keyboard mouse right now. So cool. yeah, I am I stoked yeah. to give this another shot because when I played uh, a decent amount of zero dawn on pc when that pc remaster came out like oh man this feels so good to like dodge roll with my space bar and then like right click and zoom in with the arrow like i felt unstoppable it was really cool oh yeah burning shores we'll I, see we'll see that. that that's my top 15 did that come out this year yeah yeah wow it came out like march were May? we May? were we all still at can we all April, still April. hold hands on armored core though oh armored core is in my top four please yeah, I'm almost done with it. I've been playing a lot of it. I, I'm getting to the point where it's like, 
Andy, you got like you're not gonna be able to stream all these games, or else you're never gonna like too sleep. many games. So uh, too many games, two K twenty three. So I've been playing a lot of it off stream, mm. and it's still uh, breaking news. It's still real good. Still a yeah. good game. Is the fact that I play I so I played through that game twice, and there are people who will tweet at me and be like, yeah, "You gotta play it the third time," because the third time that's when like you get the good shit. <laughs> I'm like. Maybe I will. Yeah. <laughs> I really like that game. I might play it a third time. I saw a couple people tweet out that like, oh my God, the the third and final playthrough. I know. Like I, I started my second playthrough to get the second ending and I just, every game ever in existence came in. Maybe that'll be what I do uh, during the winter break instead of playing Final Fantasy 16. 8-Bit Louis in chat says, bless his top four has eight games. Mind your business. Yeah. <laughs> all right nobody asked you that's how it is that's nobody how asked it is, we're in 2023 all right what do you want from me your top five probably has 15 games on there this is an incredible year a top 10 but ever like number one and then 1a and then two and then 2a, 2A yeah, yeah 2.5 yeah you know what should be on your top five patreon.com slash kind of funny over on patreon.com slash kind of funny you can go and get the show ad free and speaking of ads let us tell you about our sponsors this episode is brought to you by DoorDash. Did you burn your last piece of toast? Have the avocados gone bad? Is the hot sauce bottle empty? You can try grocery delivery from DoorDash. You'll get everything you want delivered when you need it right to your door. You've trusted DoorDash to deliver your restaurant favorites, and now you can get grocery delivery that actually delivers too. You already know how much all of us here at Kind of Funny love DoorDash, but with thousands of grocery stores to choose from, you'll find the best in your neighborhood and boost your local economy with each and every order. You'll get exactly what you ordered or they'll make it right. You want even more value? You can save on all of your grocery and restaurant favorites with a $0 delivery fee on all eligible orders with a Dash Pass membership. With easy substitutes right in the app and best-in-class customer support, you can get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to a $20 value when you use code KINDA at checkout. That's 50% off, up to $20, no minimum subtotal, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code KINDA. Don't forget, that's code KINDA for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. This episode is brought to you by Shady Rays. Take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. Every purchase supports the Shady Rays Impact Program, which works directly with nonprofits and their communities to empower and make adventure accessible for all walks of life. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. You can go to ShadyRays.com and use code KINDAFUNNY for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. You can try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Again, that's shadyrays.com. Use the code kinda funny. This episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending and it helps you lower your bills all in one place. And it has surprised multiple of my friends and people at Kind of Funny how many subscriptions they have that they forgot they are still paying for. That's why I'm such a big fan of Rocket Money. It's so easy to cancel the ones you don't want with just the press of a button. No more long hold times or annoying emails with customer service. Rocket Money does all the work for you. 
Rocket Money can even negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bills and Rocket Money will take care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny. That's rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny. One more time, rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny. So where are you at with Jedi Survivor? Um, I'm waiting to get back to it. That's going to be a last second game that I play before we have to vote. That's going to be mm -hmm. the last second submission where Bear, I already gave Bear my top 10. And then I no, don't do up, that this year. And then yeah. I killed don't Darth do that Vader or whatever. Yeah, and you're like, ah, oh, fuck, I gotta go yeah. back. I, I gotta, killed Darth Vader. I gotta and... edit it. Meanwhile, Bear's already done the math. <laughs> He's like, I have the Th winner. That happened <laughs> two years ago. I don't know. I don't know if you remember this blessing where it was like all the votes were in, and I was doing all the math, and then I think it was like math it was never literally changes. right when I stopped like uh, doing all the calculations. Andy's like, hey, I gotta change my vote, and I was like, fuck, all right. He's like, I hope like did it change anything drastically? I was like, yeah, it did. <laughs> did him. I forgot what it knocked out of the top 10. It knocked something out of the top 10, and I think it was what caused the tie that year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ripple oh, effects. Halo Infinite that was ended Halo. up tying. Oh, yeah. Well, because, and, um, because you know what yeah. I brought in? What's that? Inscription. Oh, did that was, I wish. And that was it. That didn't I even make it Inscription top 10. by then. Wait, that, what year was that? That was 2021. So what was you, my game of the year in 2021? If you had played Inscription that year. I can bring it up. You would have had it real high, and I, it would have made the top 10. I think my top one was Returnal. That and so sounds right. I, I'm pretty sure Eternal is my game of the year that year. I think if I had played Inscription and finished it, it would have been my game of the year. I think Inscription would have been, been my number one. I've low-key had um, a lot of uh, anger towards you every time I see you. because Yeah, because I'm always talking about Inscription Because you now. talk about Inscription, I was like, where were you in 2021, Inscription changed my life. <laughs> where were you in 2021? I needed you. <laughs> yeah, your top three bless was uh, Returnal, Deathloop, and Life is Strange. Fuck yeah. What a banger top three. 2021 was a great year. I don't give a but fuck. But think about it. Says. This year, no, hold up. Let me just say this. Deathloop this year doesn't even make the top 10. You're crazy. <laughs> yeah, I know. You're crazy. I'm saying it, man. I, I get what he's saying, I'm though. I'm saying it, bro. Somebody said no Sifu. Sifu came out last year. All right, Rayman, ban or yourself. Two, was it last year? It was last year. Yeah, that was 2022. Oh, oh my God. Let me look. Uh, blessings top three of last year Elden Ring, Immortality, Sifu. Get dunked on. Elden Ring, Immortality, Sifu. Damn, Immortality, Immortality was my number two? Yeah. <laughs> Damn, I was wild. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I stand by that. I stand by that. That was a good game. <laughs> it's wild when you look back at it. That's one that you do need to go back and you look back in your, in your fucking yearbook and you're like, man, I really cut my hair that way. Like, yeah, that's, that's, what, yeah. that's you with Immortality. Let's be real. Man, no, I love, man, Immortality is sick as fuck. Actually, no, I stand by that. Good for me. I got good taste, though. <laughs> I got good taste. I got good taste. Story, story number three. EA Sports has delisted its FIFA back catalog from digital storefronts. This is Tom Ivan at Video Games Chronicle. Electronic Arts has seemingly delisted its entire FIFA back catalog from digital storefronts on consoles and PC. As spotted by Twitter user Moro NL, EA's FIFA titles up to and including last year's FIFA 23 are no longer available to purchase on the likes of the PlayStation Store, the Microsoft Store, the Nintendo eShop, Steam, and the Epic Games Store. The FIFA 23 webpage on EA's site hasn't yet been updated to reflect this, meaning it's currently directing users to dead links or store pages for unavailable products. While FIFA 23 can no longer be purchased on digital storefronts, it remains playable with an EA Play membership. It's unclear when all the games were removed from sale, but VGC has reached out to EA for comment. Quote, 
At the request of the publisher, EA Sports FIFA 23 is unlisted on the Steam Store and will not appear in search. Reads an update on the game's Steam page. According to SteamDB, the game was removed at EA's request on September 21st, 2023, which is the day before the publisher launched the first entry in its, in its successor to the FIFA series, EA Sports FC. This is a wild one. All of a sudden, years and years of games are, are just unavailable. And it's weird because it's a yearly installment, right? It's FIFA slash EA Sports. And so the idea is, hey, just pick up the new one. But it still feels weird that I can't go back and play or buy FIFA 10 FIFA 12, FIFA 15. <laughs> What's even wilder to me, and it shouldn't be, is playing sports games on a PC. <laughs> like, just that concept to me. That just, is kind of weird, it right? Just, it's always felt weird to me. It shouldn't, because I know the modding scene makes these games a lot cooler because there's a lot of better player customization and, you know, modders can kind of get things fixed faster than mm -hmm. what EA or what 2K would do. Um, but yeah, no, I agree with you. Yeah, it is very odd. We were watching libraries worth of content just suddenly disappearing. I was also very distracted because Jean Jacket in the Twitch chat said, I love how Bless is 100% sure of himself as much as he is 100% unsure of himself at the same time. Oh, yeah, that's just me. It's called anxiety, all right? I don't know what to tell you. I was born this way. But yeah, like, I, this is, I wonder what the conversation is at EA. I wonder if this is a, FIFA organization thing, or if EA is like, yo, fuck FIFA, we're <laughs> putting out EAFC, we're not giving, getting any, not giving any more money to the FIFA organization, because now we got beef, and we're going to funnel anybody, everybody into this new brand of what our soccer game is. I could see it. I think that makes sense. I, fr from the perspective of game preservation, I always get bummed out by these kind of stories. I know it's a weird one, because it's a sports game, and they're theoretically the same, but they're not the same, right? Like, these entries, I, I know it, sound, it sounds crazy, but you can probably relate to me as somebody who also plays sports games. I have a specific memory. I have like specific memories tied to FIFA 10 in particular. Mm -hmm. Like FIFA 10 is a special iteration to me. Yo, was, Madden 10. That's, that me with two, that's me with 2K12 and 2K13. Yeah, and me oh, with, two, yeah. with FIFA 05. I know 05 probably isn't related to this because that was in digital, but FIFA 05 was also a special one for me. FIFA 2015 was also a special one for me. Now I'm realizing that I only play FIFA every five years, apparently. But like, this is essentially EA deleting their ex-girlfriend from their Instagram yeah. photos. You know what I mean? Like, we're not together anymore. I got to delete all the photos that we had together. I got to remove FIFA from my whole past, we are moving forward without FIFA as an entity. And I get it, and I also don't. You know, like, yeah. I, I understand that there's, there also may be a lot of contractual issues here as well. Um, but, yeah, it's kind of, it's, it's, it, it feels like it's less odd for sports games for this to happen, even though it shouldn't. Mm -hmm. And this doesn't feel right, and this doesn't feel okay to just kind of remove See, libraries. The, the thing I, I, com I think of, right, is if they did this with madden or even an nba like and even fifa's including this all these games have campaigns to some extent associated yeah, with right. not every entry right but like i remember when was it long shot it's for a madden? long shot it's a long shot if they, if they did this with madden and they were like hey we're getting rid of all the previous maddens and so just so we can focus on the current one Herschel ali was in that that was awesome like guess what long shot isn't viable anymore and now, like, you can only play it if you already own it or if you, buy, like, find a fiscal version or whatever, right? But, like, I think that's bad for that's preservation. That's such a sad thought of Longshot getting lost Yeah, and time. FIFA has, has had campaign stuff in the past. They've had, like, Volta stuff in the past that had campaigns. I know that. I, pl I played those. Um, yeah, that's a great... And those being lost bums me out. The, the, the audience and the general public deserves to see Mahershala Ali and Scott Porter 
yeah. share the screen. Or like J. Cole and NBA 2K. Yeah. <laughs> People yeah. deserve to see J. Cole. Yeah, exactly. Remain. You're right. Yeah. The, the, the campaign stuff is something that I hadn't necessarily even considered. But yeah, this is, uh, this is very odd. And I feel like this is just the beginning. I, I, yeah. It's going to keep on happening and it's going to suck until some drastic changes are made. Whether it comes from developers or whether it comes from publishers, like something needs to happen in order for this to no longer become a regular thing. Yeah, this this is a thing that's happened as well with Forza, I know, because I always get surprised that people don't make more of an outcry when old Forza Horizons get delisted. And I'm like, y'all, those were whole maps. Like, those were unique titles. Like, at sports games, I can kind of understand where people don't give a fuck. Yeah. But, like, with a, with a Forza Horizon, it's like, Yo, I was in Australia in Forza Horizon 3. Australia meant yeah. something to me. Um, You're not just, just roster gone. changing. You yeah, know? it's not just roster. Like those are entire games that just get yeah. delisted. Uh, and so, yeah, like I think this. I think this is a bit of a bummer for that reason. I can understand the contact contractual stuff. I think even to your point of, you know, somebody like who's the one to step in. I'll think that it would have to be maybe the console manufacturers, right? Like um, PlayStation, Xbox, Steam, Nintendo, to be the ones of. Hey, if you put this on our store. It's here. You can update it. You can do whatever. You can change it. But this game has to stay for whatever reason. But maybe they don't even have that authority, right? Because at the end of the day, the product is being made by the developer. And so they're going to have the final say. If FIFA has contracts with uh, EA and part of those obligations, somewhere in there, the, in, the, in the fine line of our relationship is broken, these things have to come down, then nobody can really step in and say, hey, this legal thing that you did doesn't count anymore. And so... It's just, it's just a lot of weird shit going yeah. on here. Moving on to story number four. Blizzard's Hearthstone team has been hit with layoffs. This is Tom Ivan at VGC. Blizzard Entertainment has, has laid off a number of employees from its Hearthstone team. News of the staff cuts seemingly broke via a LinkedIn update from a former team member, and they were later confirmed by Activision Blizzard in a statement to Kotaku reporter Ethan Gotch. Quote, after 18 and a half years at Blizzard Entertainment, I've been laid off without notice as of today. The Hearthstone team is apparently being restructured and my tools engineer role is no longer needed, Hunter C. wrote. Uh, they added, quote, to the best of my knowledge, Hearthstone was doing well. They uh, had just recently shown off how well we were doing in a team meeting, end quote. A source told Gotch that 10 people had been impacted by the restructuring. Quote, organizational changes were made to the Hearthstone team. As a result, a small number of roles had become redundant. An Activision Blizzard spokesperson said, quote, we want to thank these employees for their many contributions, end quote. 18 and a half years. Just to be told, like, oh, yeah, yeah we, we don't need you here anymore. That's no notice to it. There's, there's no other area of Blizzard that can <laughs> take a, yeah, right? a, a tools yeah, engineer. Your role's you know? redundant. Like, we don't need you anymore, so. <laughs> yeah, kind of wild. Kind of wild. Um, I mean, I don't really know what to make of this other than layoffs stink. Um, but not entirely surprising when it's a game that you got to assume has found its footing and doesn't need a whole lot more, uh, you know, creation in it. I guess you know, like this. If this was the first year of Hearthstone, we could maybe assume that oh the game isn't doing well and they're laying people off because the game is just kind of flopping but this mm. game's been out for a while and it has a very strong dedicated fan base and yeah. as you read here the game's doing well and they're talking about that it is a success however not well enough to keep uh, everyone here as some roles have been made redundant so i guess like the worst part about this is just getting laid off with no notice after being there for that long yeah uh, you would expect 
a bit more, you know, respect to you would you would expect a bit more respect in that case. You know what I mean? I mean, 18 and a half years is you're I mean, at that point, at the 10 year mark, you're probably getting like a celebratory cigar, like some cool plaque yeah. or some shit. Like write my name on the years, wall. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like my blood is in this building. Now. Yeah. Like, I'm fam- we're family now. That's a long time. Other than that, like, yeah, that is that is kind of shitty to just get that sort of treatment. But yeah. I mean, good luck to the people that are made redundant, got yeah. laid off, right? And this, it's a recurring story that we've had very recently as as far as layoffs in the industry go. Um, and yeah, like it sucks for Hearthstone, which, yeah, I'm like, I mean, they say that Hearthstone is doing well. Hearthstone, if you would have asked me, I would have been like, yeah, they're probably on cruise control right now, right? Because like, yeah, it's been successful for a very long time. I imagine people are still playing Hearthstone. Like, it doesn't seem like Hearthstone is dead in the water or anything like that. And so, yeah, to like be doing your job and probably be doing a good a good work, right? Like, to lose it out of nowhere, it sucks. Yeah. So, story number five: Microsoft signs Octopath Traveler to, for Xbox Game Pass. This is Wesley Yimpool at IGN. At Tokyo Game Show 2023, Microsoft announced Octopath Traveler 2 is finally coming to Xbox. Now, in a new interview, Microsoft has confirmed it has signed a deal with Square Enix to bring the role-playing game to Game Pass. In an interview with Sarah Bond, corporate vice president at Xbox, published on Xbox Wire. Octopath Traveler 2 was mentioned alongside Sega's Like a Dragon Gaiden, the man who erased his name, as coming soon to Xbox Game Pass. Octopath Traveler 2 launched on Nintendo Switch, PS5, PS4, and PC via Steam in February this year. Do you remember the fact that Octopath Traveler 2 came out this year? That's crazy. Uh, we got an update for Warrior 64. Xbox, Xbox News updated the article. Quote, we've removed mention of Octopath Traveler 2 coming to Xbox Game Pass, Sweet. which was included in error. Octopath Traveler 2 will arrive on Xbox platforms in 2024. Okay. All right, then. That, is a, that was a fucking swift turn right Man. there. Yeah, I'm we, glad I saw that tweet earlier so I could bring it up. Yeah, I appreciate that. Damn, that's wild. Yeah. I wonder if it's coming and they just weren't ready to announce it. Or if somebody just fucked up. I mean, I, I, I also... I'm just immediately kind of reminded of how much people loved Octopath Traveler 2 when it launched. And I got to assume we, we may be one of the few outlets that doesn't have it anywhere in our top tens by the end of the year. Because I yeah. feel like it will show up well, at what, a lot of different Greg outlets. Greg played? I forget if Greg played through it or if Greg just played some of it. But like he was, I, I think he was of the mind of like, yeah, it's fine. It's cool. Like, it's, it's all I, right. I know a lot of the, uh, I know, like, I believe... I know Hyam is really into yeah, it. Yeah, Hyam. I believe uh, Chris Plant from the Besties and Polygon mm-hmm. and a couple of the other guys at the Besties loved it. Uh, Jason say, Schreier loved it. IGN gave it a 7 out of 10. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Dead but also, water. they might be in the outlier. Let me look up. Look, yeah. What's the Metacritic for Octopath Traveler 2? That's what I want to know. I'm going to guess 81. What's the Metacricket? You know? Yeah, I don't think it, I, Metacritic has been real silent yeah. on Octopath Traveler 2 as far as I understand. Metacritic a cricket noise. It was. <laughs> Eighty-four. Ah. On Metacritic, which is great. That's great. Really great. That's very very good. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about this the other day that best RPG category in the Game Awards is going to be insane, and no matter what the results are for who gets nominated, people are going to be mad, right? Because there's not if you have let's say even if if you have six nominees, you're running out of spaces. Was what Cyberpunk, Phantom Liberty, Starfield. Final Fantasy 16. I'm playing, Li- I'm playing Liza P as an RPG. Octopath. <laughs> I mean, I would say Liza P is an RPG, sure. Um, sea of Stars. If Sea of Stars isn't on there, it's on site. Diablo Me versus 4. the rest of the games industry. Right? And I'm definitely missing games right now. But, like, I'm, that's seven. That's seven fingers I'm holding up. I said Final Fantasy 16. Tears of the Kingdom, 
you could say it's an RPG. Like, I wouldn't put it in that category, but I think you could make that argument. Can I just talk about, again, how mad and angry I was? Did I say Baldur's Gate 3? I don't think you did, no. <laughs> My bad. Baldur's yeah. Gate 3. First of all, Baldur's Gate 3 is going to win. Yeah. Like, let's, let's uh, from the get-go, Baldur's Gate 3 is winning that category. I think it's winning Game of the Year. Damn. I think it's in the running. I still have it 60-40 between Tears and Baldur's for who has a shot. I think it the recency of how it took over the industry. Oh, was Hogwarts an RPG? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Hogwarts I guess is on that list too. Yeah, you'd be a wizard. You're a wizard. You're a wizard, Harry. Mm-hmm. I don't like that I quoted Just how that. They said I'm it. sorry. <laughs> You're a wizard, Harry. Is that how you say? Hey yo, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> you a wizard, bro. Oh yeah, Harry. You're my a guy. wizard. You're Harry, a wizard. My guy. You're a wizard, bro. You're a wizard, man. Damn, bro. <laughs> you be doing that magic and shit. <laughs> Story number six, our final news story for the day. The Devil May Cry Netflix series is official. Um, this came from Netflix on Twitter. I'm going to read from Wario 64, though. Devil May Cry Netflix series has been announced. Quote, Devil May Cry, the anime, the anime series from Capcom, Studio Mir, and Adi Shankar is coming soon, only on Netflix. They did like a debut, or I guess an announcement teaser trailer thing. Um, that makes it look really cool. But this is exciting. I'm all about it. Where's the Hyperlight Drifter cartoon, Adi? Oh, is Adi working on that? Adi's uh, working on, on 10 I mean, things, right? Five, year, five, four, three years ago or something like that. I woke up to just a, a, a series and a barrage of tweets going, Andy, check this out. And it was, I believe it was Heart Machine or Adi mentioning that they were working on a, at least the, they have the creative license to do something. And like, yeah. there's been no word of it yet. And I, don't I mean, Adi's also working on Blood Dragon, the series, and I still don't understand oh, what that is. Oh, right, yeah. Um, I, so there used to be a Devil May Cry anime back in, like, 2007, oh. and as a kid, I watched it, and I absolutely loved it, and I've never heard anybody else talk about it. Oh. Like yeah, Maybe but I really it. liked it. It gets recommended to me all well, the time. Well, I Google it every now and then to make sure I didn't do it. Because <laughs> I'm like, this existed, right? Like, that, this was, and I have to Google it to be like, okay, your, I'm not crazy. That's your DiCaprio and Inception spinning the top. <laughs> To make like, sure you're I wake the, up and I Google. Make sure you're not in the dream. And like, and people in chat are saying it was fine. It was probably fine. I'm saying I loved it. That's your total. I was in high school and I and I like watched it and it was a Devil May Cry anime and I didn't know it was it existed until then and I really really dug it. It was probably fine though, if I'm being honest. But the idea of, of another one coming back and being on Netflix that gets me excited. I'll tell you what I'm th I'm at the very I'm nearing the end of Cyberpunk and Runners. Really loving it. Wait, is this that's your first time watching it? One. Yeah, that's such a good one. Oh, dude, Cyberpunk Edge Runners is insane. I started it and never finished it and never went back to it. But like, this is my, this, you know, I'm in the Cyberpunk vibe right now. <coughs> I told a couple other people I bought like a $200 Cyberpunk jacket mm -hmm. off of Etsy. Um, Wait, re recently? Yeah. Damn, hell yeah. Because I want to be V for Halloween. So it's like the one with the call that mm. lights up. Um, put it on my PayPal credit. Were you, were you going to pay it off in three years? Were you at. Um, <laughs> Halloween, like Kevin's Halloween party yeah. last year. John Wick, remember? Oh, yeah. I was yeah. He's doing Wick. all the Dodge Well, you know, the, um, Michael High and my roommate dressed up. Actually, no, he wasn't V. He was uh, Miguel. No, Mike. Mike. David? No, David. David? Yeah. Yeah, he was David. <laughs> Miguel. I don't know where I thought it'd be. <laughs> Who's Miguel? Well, David's, David's Latino, so I don't know why I wanted to say Miguel. Who the fuck is Miguel? From Spider Verse? <laughs> Maybe, yeah. That's exactly what it Miguel. is. I don't think it's a Miguel in that show. That's no, crazy. No, yeah, you're right. Uh, apparently, it was also a Tomb Raider thing. Is that right, Barrett? Again, I yeah, got I just showed that. Yeah, Netflix has been announcing a bunch of different stuff. But yeah, Tomb Raider, The Legend of Lara Croft, uh, officially kind of first look. Looks cool. Looks is neat. it just an animated thing, or are they yeah. branding it as an anime? 
Because let me tell you, not everything needs to be animated. All right. I, I, I think it's just animated. Uh, that'd okay, be weird cool. to call it an anime. I was gonna say because I don't need Lara Croft uh, out here doing Kamehamehas. Especially if it's not like a, you know, a studio from Japan doing it. Did you guys talk about Devil May Cry? Yeah, I, just, I thought too, right right I wanted to come. This is going to be incredible. I mean, first off, Adi Shankar. Yep. I don't want to say doesn't miss because it's like it's like it's all over the place. But when it hits, oh, it hits hard. Yeah. And now here's the big thing: Devil May Cry has had an anime before. That's what I was just talking about. I watched and, it. Yeah, it was all right. It was all right. But the spirit of it was there. This is being made by a similar team to the Castlevania show on Netflix, which oh. was utterly fantastic, and is being written by Kid Twist, one of the best battle rappers of all time. Oh, he's got yeah. the stuff. This is about to be incredible. It's the same team that made the movie Bodied, which I love oh, so much. Yeah, yeah. And now they're writing Devil May Cry. This is about to be hot. Fuck yeah. So yeah, exciting times. Let's go. I like that Tim, shirt. Do you ever once in a while Google whether the Devil May Cry anime existed just to make sure you're not insane because it's a blessing does? Yeah. <laughs> Every time I think about it, that might actually be my Roman Empire, the Devil May Cry anime. Ah, I like, Bro, like that. I think about it often. I'm like, that existed, right? Like that, I'm not crazy that I watched that. No, dude, I'm with you. Where it's it was weird. Yeah. And like there was this little girl. It was like they did the like Joel and Ellie thing, but to Dante. Yes. And it was like we don't we don't need that. This is just weird. But yeah, no, it did exist. Bless you're okay, not you're not you. crazy. I appreciate well, it. Not because of that. Exactly. Yeah. There are other reasons why I'm crazy. Yeah, you but, microwave waffles. Well, listen, all right. We don't we don't need. God, I forgot about. That. Let's leave the. <laughs> Leave the past of the past. What you also Michael don't Sarah? use dark mode, but then you change the dark mode to share screenshots. <laughs> Wait, they did. They announced. All... Oh, they're showing the trailer. Oh, Michael Sarah's oh, in the shit. Scott Pilgrim anime. Fuck, can we live react to that, or is that like sensitive? <laughs> Wait, wait, is Geek Week happening now? I thought that's what they did in the summer. I thought that's what they did in the summer too, but I think they're just doing a live stream. Oh, but I okay. started. I started watching it. And they had ads, <laughs> so I was like, "Oh, that's I'm right." Not watching the shit. I'm that's sorry. Right, that's right. I'm sorry. I don't know what you guys are thinking. Doesn't your show have ads? The ads pay me, and so it's how it exactly. works. Right? I exactly. get. I get to work here because of these ads. Mm -hmm. So I'll never talk smack about these ads. We love our ads. We love our ads. We love our. Ads. When I click over to Twitch and I want to watch Netflix Geeked Week or whatever, and you hit me with three minutes of ads, I don't need to see a Tomb Raider animation. That badly. Or like if I'm watching this after the fact, I can fast forward it. But if I'm live on Twitch, I don't want it. Yeah, I'm which also is in why the... I should use Amazon's free Twitch Prime, which is what you should do because we're about to talk to all of you all very soon in the in the prime time super chat time. There Good you job. Go. Also, in my defense, I will say I was prepping KFGD, and so I'm like, I don't have three minutes to sit around. All right? mm. I got a deadline. I get I got to mm -hmm. get this, this stuff done by 9:50 a.m. And it's 9.45, and you're hitting me with a three-minute ad. Guess what? I'm going to go over to Wario 64. Time's up. Time's up. <laughs> Time's up for you, bub. But guess what? Time. Fuck. I didn't have a lot. God <laughs> damn God it. Damn. Ah! Come on. Come on, bless. This fucking Devil May Cry anime is so far away. If I want to know what's coming out to my grab shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. I got so hyped. I got so hyped because I was like, oh, time? That's an easy slam dunk. And I couldn't think of anything. I couldn't think of anything. Just say time is so far away. It doesn't make sense, but, you know. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Out today. Who fucking cares? Half the things we say don't make sense. We got Fortune's Run for PC, Everhood for PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X, Batamus for everything, Paw Patrol, Paw Patrol World for Switch, Wolong Fallen Dynasty, Conqueror of Zhongdong for PS4, PS5. What's up? How's it going? Are you showing a, uh, giving a tour? Yeah, I'm giving a tour. How's it going? I love this shirt. That's a Audio listeners, Jack Quaid is walking on hey, the Jack, set right now. Going? Glass? Yeah, it's yeah. glass. That is. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like glass. Only if I... <laughs> Okay. Exactly. All right. so what's 
I'm glad he's appro- I'm glad he's approving our construction. <laughs> <laughs> is he the foreman being like actually these wires yeah. are not uh, <laughs> he's, he's actually coming in to do the safety check. <laughs> uh, we got Wolong Fallen Dynasty, Conqueror of Zhongdong for PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X and PC. Uh, new days for you. Vlad Circus Descend into Madness haunts the halls of PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC on October 17th. High on Life's DLC. High on Knife will be released on October 3rd for the Xbox, PC, and PlayStation. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 Plus 2 hits Steam October 3rd. And then This Bed We Made has been delayed to November 1st and will launch on PS5 and PC. An Xbox Series X and PS4 version will follow on December 13th. Uh, deal of the day for you. The PS Plus monthly games for October are going to be The Closer Protocol, Farming Simulator 2022, and Weird West. If that sounds familiar, we reported on the leak earlier this week, but now it's official. Mm. Yeah, Plus Weird yesterday West. we talked about it. There you go. It's funny how that always happens. The leak happens, and the next day, they're like, ah, fuck. We That's why you always got to trust Bill Bilkun. Yep. That's why I'll never the doubt homie. Bill Bilkun. Again, tell me what the lottery numbers are for next week, and I'll cash them in. We got a quick squad up for you. New Watch's Eyes writes in with a squad up for Monster Hunter Now and says, Monster Hunter Now is out now and i have now decided to hunt monsters in monster hunter now if you would like to help be a monster in monster hunter now <laughs> fuck if you like if you like to help be a monster hunter in monster hunter now you can add me now my niantic id is neju4618 that's that a good write-in neju4618 it's a great write-in because i read it in my head as i was putting it on the dock and i never read it out loud and i didn't realize what he was doing until i got halfway through it that's fucking fantastic new watch creative now it's time kindoffunnycom slash you're wrong where you write in let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong so we can correct for those watching later on youtube and listening later on podcast services around the globe 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 globe, globe. uh let's see here oh that's not that's from that's for yesterday what's the code again i missed it it's uh neju n-e-j-u four six one eight it'll also be in the description uh uh, William says, Far Cry being non-linear isn't necessarily new. The games three to six were non-linear in the sense of which order you attacked villains slash unlock stuff. William, I appreciate that's, uh, that you're wrong. That's very good you're wrong. I think I just forgot that about Far Cry 5 in particular. Because, yeah, now that you mentioned You can go yeah, to the different you, islands. You can go to, like, the different things. But, like, was one of them an explosives expert? And did you kill him and then get his fucking missile launcher and then take it over to the water world? Let's say it's a water theme park. Oh, that was six, actually. Oh, six, six had a water was world? the water. No, six was like using the boat to go out of the different waters. Five was the freaky family. Yeah, five yeah, was the five, five was like again. Five has one of the coolest intros of uh, any game. One of the most fucked up endings too. Never, but then that gave that gave birth to the new dawn. Oh, it right. did give birth right. to the new dawn. The, the new only dawn. Far Cry Spoilers. game that Nick Scarpino ever played. He loved that game. Wait, uh, <laughs> Nick played Far Cry. New yeah, love. I think Cry we sent him to preview it too. It was a weird. time. He loved Far Cry New Dawn and Rage too. Remember when the, the, the villains for Far Cry 5 were just, like, Americans? Yeah. Some, just some, some white people. It was cool. <laughs> they were like, let's just get some people who love the country and it was cool, have man. them be the villains. Shout out to that. Patriots. Ahead of the time. <laughs> Way ahead yeah. of the time, yeah. Uh, tomorrow's hosts for KFD are going to be me and Tim Gettys. Uh, of course, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday live right on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. Until next time, Game Daily. And now, and now. it's time for your Super Chat Prime Time. Ba-da-ba-ba. 
that nobody's coming up. It's nobody's just gonna be me and Blessing. Me and How distracting was it when Greg and Jack Quaid were having a full-on conversation? Because <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you, that was like, like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> we're trying to do a show here. Quiet on the set. I don't know how they do it over at Amazon Prime, but yeah. here we I don't run know, a tight. They ship. don't have any rules over at the boys. <laughs> uh, get your super chats in. Get your Prime gaming subscriptions in ask us anything you want about these uh all the news topics going on or what your top tens are or what you know if you're like andy you know what you're right death loop would not be in this year's top 10 which i think is a real good take by the way eight minutes ago we had a 22 month resubscription from sliced bacon 117 mm, master cheese brother bacon. fool's gold six months of prime game and resubscription average gamer hotline 33 months Shepard, 26. Shepard. Thank you for your 26 months. Stonewall says, can't wait for the D&D stream. I can't wait either. That's, That's Friday. Exciting. Friday is the D&D stream. We did a test run two days ago. And very nervous going into it. Because really? when it comes to all these things, bless you, I'm just really bad at them. Like, I, don't, I, I can't just sit there and absorb all of these rules immediately. You know, I get very, very anxious about... Trying to do something, people being like, Andy, you can't fucking do that. We just said that, you know? So it, it, it was a great time. We did a quick little session to kind of get us to understand exactly what the rules are for D&D. &D. And again, this isn't necessarily straight up D&D. &D. This is more of like a tabletop RPG with D&D um, &D light is okay. what we would call Have it. Have you talked yeah. about like any of the details? Like, No, we won't. Okay. We're, and we're, we don't plan on it. Okay. But because well, I was curious because I didn't know if it was like... If you're doing D&D proper, if you're doing another TTRPG. No, it is not D&D proper. Um, but it, a lot of the very similar rules, a lot of stuff that as we're doing, I'm like, oh, this is like Baldur's Gate 3. You know, <laughs> like oh. in that moment, I'm like, oh, okay, I understand what's being asked of us. So you should be excited for the person who resubscribed. That was, um, that was Stonewall. Let me tell you, I, I've only done, I've done like D&D one shots before and I had no idea what I was doing. Um... But even regardless, it's been a fun time. Like those one, Stella invited me to one, what, like a year and a half ago for like a Valentine's Day singles D&D &D one shot where it's like flirty vibes, like we're hanging out and like the whole point of it is to like give like this, all right, we're all like trying to like, you know, holler at each other in this dungeon type setting. Oh, okay. And it was, it was really fun. Even though I had no idea what the fuck I was doing when we got into like combat scenarios, but I'm like, hey, I'm just here to chill and hang out. Um, but after that, I think my thing with D&D was that like it just felt very advanced that I didn't know what to do and I didn't know what the rules were. We start, I started playing this game with my group of friends called Blades. And Blades in the Dark is more think Dishonored, think like almost like even like Bloodborne in terms of what the, the setting is. It's a bit like darker, gothic. Whale punk. Yeah, like more steampunk, I would say. Oh, okay. Um, and that was really enjoyable because it was like D&D, &D, but like way more condensed and like not as many stats and stuff to keep track okay. of so you can kind of just focus on being in the story and i had so much fun with that still like i didn't feel like i had full um i know what i'm doing here like what i want to do is i want to listen to like um Ad adventure zone or whatever the D, D podcasts are out there mm -hmm. to like listen to see how other people do it and then get into that that way because for the for the times i've dipped my toe into ttrpg stuff now it's been a, it's been a very fucking fun time yeah um but it's also a commitment and so be prepared for that. I know yeah. this is probably like a one shot for you guys. This is definitely right? a one shot, right? Um, but what was really cool is the 
sort of test game that we did on Monday was essentially the prologue to get us to where we will be beginning the actual real game. Okay. Which was really neat. Um, oh, yeah. So yeah, I had a great time. It was very, it was, it was a, a fun time kind of just improving and trying to make each other laugh while trying to exist within these rules. It was, it was a good time. Uh, Crimson T Soul resubscribed for five months. Says, "What's up, best friends? What's up, Crimson T Soul? Thank you to once again Lakers head who says Pikmin Four is game of the year, 2023. SCLSU Mud Dogs, 55 months of Prime Gaming. VG Hero, 20 months of Tier One subscription love. I have Coin Pouch who for five months of resubscription says, which games combat system this year has been your guys' favorite? That, that should Ooh, be one of our categories. That's another. That's a great category. Liza, Liza P. P. Yeah, I think Liza P might be it. Armored Core is up there. Armored, Armored Core is a great combat yeah. system. Like, I think Liza P, I like how unique and I like, I like the aspects that, or I like the specific features that Liza P chooses to take from software because they're like, yeah, okay, let's Let's get this, the, the peering from Sekiro, but like we'll still make it a bit more like paced out, like maybe a Bloodborne. But also, let's give you a fucking cool arm that you can replace and have these different weapons on. But let's not forget, Bless, the most unique combat system from a game that should be in our top five this year, Hi-Fi Rush. Hi-Fi Rush does have really great combat. Really, really great combat system. But you Ooh, can't, Final Fantasy 16. You can't break people's weapons, though. You can't break people's weapons in Hi-Fi Rush, but you can break dance. <laughs> you can break dance. You can break dance, which is better. Final Fantasy 16 is awesome. Mm -hmm. Super fun, great, flashy, swapping between everything. But honestly, it's, it's breaking enemies' weapons and wearing them down. That is such a cool little addition. Yeah. That's and, a tough one. Yeah. Jedi Survivor, like, I think, has pretty good combat as well. Yeah. I won't say it's my favorite combat system of the year, but it's fun. We can go through each game because, like, legitimately, there's so many games that I that I think are are bringing it. I mean, wait till Spider-Man Two comes out, right? I'm yeah. sure that's gonna be in the conversation. Great Ghost, thank you for your 15 months of Prime gaming subscription. Again, if you got that Amazon Prime, you also have access to Twitch Prime. Don't let that Twitch Prime go unused. Every month you'll have access to it, and every month you're gonna forget because Amazon doesn't tell you a damn thing about it. Set a reminder for yourself so you know when you have a Twitch Prime to give out to a creator like us i see yo yo 25 months of prime gaming says blessing are you still interested in hosting a fighting game tournament i'm a tournament organizer and would love to see you all do it is that i see yo yo that said that yeah okay i'm gonna keep an eye out for your name uh man i really wanted to here's a, a couple things happen one we realized that we never hit that goal <laughs> i've been under the impression that we hit that patreon goal and thermometer turns out never actually hit it. oh yeah uh that said like i was talking to mike anyway and we we're like Yo, we should maybe do one for the community, um, maybe for Mortal Kombat 1, but the review season hit, and everybody's just been very busy, and I've also had other projects that I'm working on. I've, like, I've been talking about it on the on Kind of Feudy, right, with the test trials, or the trivia trials. I'm working on Game Showdown right now. I'm trying to make that as dope as fucking possible. Um, so between those things, uh, I don't think a fighting game tournament is going to happen super soon, but I think it'd be dope to have one maybe next year, especially with Tekken 8 coming out. Um, uh, what was the other one? Project L maybe being out by next mm, year who knows right. uh i think there's, there's a lot of good potential for a fighting game tournament uh maybe next year but yeah i want to do one i don't think it's gonna happen super soon Corey pichu 59 months says play sea of stars is that do is it that, is that bear is that bears out that's, yeah that's, yeah, bear, that's my alt that's his alt, alt account yeah you got that burner lexi gunner thank hey, you lexi for 75 me. months of support says sub guys when is andy joining the soccer squad <laughs> 
<laughs> you don't want to join the soccer squad. <laughs> I don't know if you heard how it went last time. But I, I saw many Instagram stories talking about it being close to a disaster. Yeah. I, I put that on my Are you all Instagram. going back? Oh, yeah. I, I, there was a disaster. I had so much fun. Okay. Um, we got demolished. Like, embarrassingly so. But I had a good time. I felt bad for a bit of the, for some of the randos that were on our team because, of course, like the way the website works, we signed up as a group and then it auto populates people who are, you know, free agents into your team. Yeah. And so it was us and then uh, three other people. I don't know if Mike's talked about this on content. I'm surprised if he ha hasn't. But like, you know, three other people joined our team and it was a spread of there's this dude named uh, Juan Pablo. Juan Pablo is my guy. Like, I think was, cool. he was happy to be there. He was happy to play soccer. We were losing badly. But, like, the whole time he had a smile on his face. And he was doing the damn thing. Like, he, like, this was his first time being part of a soccer league. But, obviously, he watched a lot of soccer because, like, he had, like, these Brazil brand um, Pumas or Nikes. Nikes, I think mm. he was rocking. Um, and so, they looked worn. So, I was like, oh, this guy plays often. They, yeah. These weren't just brand new shoes. So, like, he was there. Um, there was another dude named Kyle who apparently is a fan of, like, our content. We got there and he was like, hey, are you the kind of funny guys? And we're all like, yeah. He's like... Dude, like, I totally signed up for a sport because I heard you talking about volleyball. I didn't realize that, like, you guys were doing soccer as well. They <laughs> we were like, yeah, dude, like, hey, welcome. We, um, uh, you know, talked to him and had fun with him, and he was really great uh, as well. And so I think those two had fun. There's another guy named Joe. Joe, I felt bad because, like, again, Joe was kind of new to it. I don't think he had done, like, a soccer league before. Um, and he he was like, hey, I, like, kind of twist my ankle uh, recently, and so I'd be down to do goalkeeper. And I was like, all right, cool, yeah, be goalkeeper. Uh, and he got scored on pretty immediately <laughs> and then got scored on again and then again. And he was like, Hey, like, should I be doing anything? Like, is there anything I could do to stop that? And I'm like, Hey man, just do your best. <laughs> just do your best. I don't know what to tell you. You know, Like right now we're being demolished. The team that we're playing on, we're in an all levels thing. So I was expecting there to be more, I guess, beginner teams. Mm -hmm. The team we're playing against, I swear to God, they came straight here from the world cup. These motherfuckers were playing. Oh wow. Yeah. They were not, they, they were not playing around. Um, but yeah, just like halfway through, I was like, oh, this guy's not having a good time. Like we might not see this guy ever again. But by the, by the time we got to the end of it, uh, I think there was enough camaraderie and there was enough like, Hey, like, let's pull it together. Like, Hey, like, you know, Mike was doing a great job of trying to be like a coordinator when, uh, on defense of telling people what to do and where mm -hmm. to go that way. Like some of us can focus on offense. Um, by the time we got to the end of it, I think we had a good thing going, even though, Again, we got fucked up. We got fucked up. The score, 13-0. Oh! 13-0. It was bad. No scores on your all behalf. No scores on our Mike behalf. Mike said he was going to score a hat trick. <laughs> oh, God. No. He didn't. No. He didn't. Mike no. was promising me, Listen. Andy, I'm going to be the goalie. I'm going to come out of the goal area to go score three goals. If we can get to the end of this season and get a game where we score two goals, I'm going to be happy. Like, wow. It's our, like that. Yeah. But, like, here's the thing that I learned with soccer compared to softball softball people are signing up to hang out and have a good time right like of all no matter the skill level hey i'm coming through i'm gonna participate but at the end of the day we're coming here for a chill vibe to hang out the people that sign up to play soccer they're not fucking around they live and breathe that shit they watch the games weekly like they are playing in the like they are practicing these people are passionate about soccer um and so it's hard lessons learned but I think we all had fun, and I, at the very least, I can speak for me. I'm very excited to do it again this week because I think now we have a good idea of what our team dynamic is. I think for Mike, Mike is going to stay back, right? Mike is going to be goalkeeper status. Mike is but going also, to... But also, when's your next game? Thursday. Tomorrow. Is he going to be here? 
I mean, he'll be back, he'll be back by then. Apparently, uh, he said right. he'll be there. Yeah. Okay. I, according to Mike, he will be there. Um, uh, Mike, <laughs> you I better mean, be there. If he's not there. I'm gonna fight. Come him. on, it's, um, Mike. We're talking. Mike about. is gonna stay back. He's gonna he's gonna captain from from the back, right? He's gonna be coordinating defense. Um, you know, giving support to Roger Lianza, Cool G, um, and whoever else plays like defense to like back midfield on our team. On the front lines, it's gonna be me. It's gonna be Juan Pablo. It's gonna be Kyle, right? JP. I think the three of us had a pretty good thing going in terms of our um, like how good our ball control is, and then also like you know how good our passing game is. I think we had good ball, ball movement between the three of us, and so I think we have a good idea of where to go with the next game. That game from last week being our first game, we just had no idea what we were doing. We had no idea what our positions were. Like half of us hadn't played soccer before, and now right? everybody's doubting you, and everybody's writing you all off, and this is where you surprise people. Exactly. Like you look at the scoreboards, yeah. right? Like the the season. What there was a team. One of the games was 4-2. The other game was, like, I think 4-0. And then there was another game that was somebody lost 6-0, right? So, like, we're not the only ones getting slapped. Nobody got slapped as hard as us because oh, okay. <laughs> we're 13-0. But I think people are going to look at us and think, oh, these are the underdogs. Like, we don't got to worry about these guys. Let's take it. Hey, send out, send out our B team. Don't worry about these guys. I love that energy. And we're going to come through. We're going to fuck them up. It's going to be an anime comeback story. We're going to be the blue lock. I want to uh, apologize to a lot of people over on the YouTube side who have been super chatting but they're not popping up in my usual notification dashboard so i gotta read uh because uh, i was wondering like wow no activity on the youtube side no there's activity i just they're not popping up on the stream labs thing which usually auto populates all of them so i need to look into that uh but thank you to the youtube audience for also super chatting two dollar super chat from furry v production says ubisoft gets some blue chew and you be hard Boo. Tyler <laughs> Newstead terrible. with a $5 super chat. Thank you, Tyler Newstead. Says, why hasn't Sony put Ghost of Tsushima on PC? It's been five years. Have, it's been like three, four years, but... Have they not? No, they have not. Are you serious? Yeah, and it's kind of wild. Where is it? The director's cut didn't come to PC? Correct. That's insane. Death Stranding came to PC, but not Ghost of Wow. Where is it? That's shocking. Joshi G, $5 super chat, says... I walked into a random room at an anime convention at 2 a.m. one time, and they were playing the Devil May Cry anime. I don't know if that was real. I'm glad that that's how the story ended. Because, <laughs> like, well, first of all, what are you doing at an anime convention at 2 a.m.? Second of all, why are you rock- walking into random rooms? Yeah, that sounds like a nightmare. At 2 a.m. Like, that's, I didn't know where that was going to go. CJ splits on $5 Super Chat. Says, is this the first year that won't have men- major indie representation in either KF or Keeley's Game of the Year discussion? None seem big enough to knock out a AAA. I mean, I've been thinking the same thing where we haven't necessarily had an indie Hades. darling. Technically, Baldur's Gate 3 is indie. Very technically. I mean, I, I don't know if anybody's going to consider it. No, Just because I, I, I agree of, with Because that. of the seven budget. years of whatever development and the hundreds of millions of dollars of budget and gigantic amount of employees. Like, this is not they, a... They're, they're this staff, isn't a 20-person team. They're staffed you know? like a AAA studio, yeah. even though they're not owned by, by a publisher or anybody. But yeah, I, I, I agree. I've been, I've been kind of saying that where you have fans of Day of the Diver and you have fans of Sea of Stars and you have fans of smaller indie dredge. titles that were, dredge is a, is a good one from earlier in the year but there hasn't been the hades gigantic big there hasn't yeah. been the celeste you know what i mean yeah i think like viewfinder was looking promising but i think that underwhelmed based on what the hype was for yeah it. and i still enjoyed viewfinder but it was mm-hmm. like this, it was not what i thought was going to i i thought it was going to be like a surefire lock what did a yeah. uh, gunbrella came out already right yeah it did yeah that didn't 
have to have the waves. I'm yeah. looking forward to Wizard with a gun. That's coming out next month. That's another Devolver joint. Um, like a fun like roguelite uh, shmup, I guess. I don't even know what I would call that genre, yeah. but it it looks really cool. It looks bullet really hell fun. type of thing. Bullet hell. Yeah, yeah. I, I really thought Gunbrella was going to be massive, and it. I think it's still a very good serviceable game. It's just not what yeah. I thought the whole industry was going to. I think everybody's See, just split into so many different factions of different genres of gigantic games coming out yeah. that it's really hard I mean, for if, everybody like, to if, unite if around Hi-Fi one. If Hi-Fi Rush is going to have a difficult year, like I just, I, yeah, I feel like every other indie is just going to, and that's not even an indie game. That's from like a major developer. Yeah. So. See, Gunbrella, I think people were expecting Gunbrella to be like a breakout hit for that studio, but I think Gunbrella ended up being another. Um, oh, what was the game they made beforehand? They made the cat. Cat, they made Gato? A, Gato Cat? No. Yeah, uh, Gato Roboto. Gato Roboto, thank you. They made Gato Roboto, and Gato Roboto was a really neat, small game. That was like a Metroidvania that you could play through in four hours, and it was really cool and really neat and was really fun. I think they just, with Gunbrella, they made another one of those which, with an interesting premise, but that's not a game of the year thing, right? right? That's a, I'm going to pick this up, and I'm going to have a lot of fun with it, and it is what it is. I think Gunbrella is one of the best feeling games of the year. I think mm. moving around and just like, whenever you control your character and you kind of fly up and it just feels good. It looks how it should feel and it feels how it should look, which is really tough to kind of boil down. But once you get your hands on, it's like, Oh wow. I, I really enjoy the, the movement and the, the physics yeah. in this game. You know, that's a bomb rush cyberpunk also. Like I've not mm. played it. I really want to play it, but I've seen a lot of people um, say a lot of good things about it. But yeah, I don't think this year's had, as many like big breakout indies like right. even the indies that have broken out have been very specific like dave the diver is going to be for a specific audience right dredge is going to be for a specific audience type i thing. love dave the diver i got like 20 something hours in dave the diver hell yeah Good i hope cocoon game. hits i hope cocoon is that because i really want that like that cocoon could be looks awesome. really really cool moaning with a two dollar super chat says are you guys reviewing disguise seven no <laughs> i'll be shocked we'll if anybody here touches disguise seven yeah. um Ben Loblick with a $5 super chat says, Blessing, the two endings you talked about, is that just for Phantom Liberty or two endings added to the main story going to Embers? So the two endings I'm talking about that I've experienced are the, the Phantom Liberty endings. Um, depending on how you end Phantom Liberty, you can unlock a full new ending for the game itself, right? The, the Embers thing. Um, that said, I'm not done that ending yet. Like, I have it available. I'm just clearing other shit out before I get there because I don't want this game to end. Yeah. Um, so oh. that's how I'm, how I'm tackling it. But Also, uh, breaking news for Andy uh, specifically. Um, Dame is going to Milwaukee, apparently. No. No. The rapper? Bro. Dame Dollar? He is the rapper, yeah. But that is crazy. Holy shit. Oh with, my God! The Levitar show is going to be on fire because they've been expecting him to go to Miami this whole time. Yeah, everybody's freaking Let's out. Let's fucking right now. go, dude! This is going to be awesome. God, the NBA is the best, dude. Oh my God, that's insane. Yeah, <laughs> so the, one of the best players in the world is joining one of the other best players in the world. That is so awesome. The whole thing this whole time has been like nobody wants to join Giannis Antetokounmpo, the Greek freak. In Milwaukee. Who the fuck's want to go, wants to go to Milwaukee? Yeah. He's been trying to recruit everybody over there. Giannis is so good and so powerful. He mm -hmm. has his two younger brothers just on the roster with him because Milwaukee's like, sure, we'll pay your younger brothers to be on your team. Hell yeah. Like, we'll just, we just want to make you happy. You know, what, you know what I mean? That This is massive. This is awesome as shit, dude. Oh, my God. Okay. God damn, that's really, really great. Awesome. Thank you for that, Baron. I hope we do um, another verse. Let's get uh, Michael Cardenas with a $5 Super Jet says... 
a bunch of video games have been getting animated series adaptations. Do you have any games you want to see get the anime animated treatment? I mean, any time I open up Twitter or I see some random thing where, you know, I usually hate and I try to block all of these like, here's what this show would look like in AI or whatever. Yeah. I try to block all those, but I did see here's one. Here's what this would look like in a Wes Anderson film. Yeah, it's always those. Oh, it's always Wes Anderson. It's always those. Um, But the uh, this may not have even been AI. I think it was somebody giving dark souls the the ghibli treatment oh mm. and it looked that'd be sick so cool and it was it, it was you as the character as sif is above the graveyard uh sif who was the dog of artorius mm. and it was i was like dude this would be so awesome to see and it was like a very classical late 80s early 90s anime look to mm. it it looked badass i mean That's i think sick. the easy answer is always zelda yeah like a zelda animated thing would just Work. Yeah, I've said for years, Zelda Gendy Tartakovsky series would be fucking killer. Bloodborne would be really cool. Um, mm. Aaron Lime with a $10 super chat says, You guys rock today's episode, even with the horribly rude OSHA foreman interruption. Any opinions on the FTC starting its case back up, likely continuing after the Microsoft Activision merger? Uh, I mean, I think scrutiny is always good when it comes to big acquisitions and big mergers, right? And like, I think all that all that stuff is needed so that the system can operate the way they're they're um, supposed to. I'm so tired of the Microsoft Activision thing. Like I wish I wish the process was more streamlined. I wish there was a way to get this done where I didn't have to hear slash talk about it for two years straight. Right? Like that's my only complaint about it. So the F the idea of the FTC like opening that shit back up, it stresses me out personally for what our job is and for I guess what discourse is. Like am I, is this gonna be another two years talking about this shit? That said, like, yeah, do what you need to do. Like, make sure that everything's on the up and up and that, like, you know, a monopoly isn't taking place. But I feel like we've gotten past if that. The, if the talks start back up, just I'm asking Tim and Greg, like, don't ask me to be on Games Daily when those talks come back up. I just don't want, I don't want to talk about it. It'd be like that one, t uh, I, a, a clip I've been looking for forever where mm -hmm. Tim asked me my opinions on some Final Fantasy thing. I was like, I don't really care. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that's where, I, that's where I'm going to start being. Like, I'm going to put the news in the in KFGD just because it's news, and I'm sure y'all want to be up to date. But then, like, I'm going to finish reading and go, all right, on to the next thing. Yeah. Don't care anymore. Nightlife, $2 Super Chat says, Snoop Dogg is going to be the new DM AI. Is going to be the new DM AI. Dungeon Master? I mean, I assume they're talking about Dungeon Master, but I don't even know what, I don't know what that means, Nightlife. Send us another two dollars so I can understand. <laughs> yeah. Squid Kuma, thank you for the five dollars super chat. Says blessing. When are you gonna get a fight stick, fam? Dude, I really want the Razor Kitsune. Um, that's coming out. Soon. I saw Haim tweeting about it. Right? Haim was tweeting about it. I think reviews are up for it. Haim keeps telling me about it, and I keep every time I walk into my apartment, I look to the right, and on our um, coffee table, the, the Razor Kitsune is sitting right there, yeah, and I'm like, know. oh, it looks so fucking good. And I, I he, Mike's, Michael's like, it's changed the game. Like I'm, I'm not able to go back to anything else. So I really want to try that. Again, it's leverless, which is, I think, going to be preferred to me. I don't like using the actual stick. Um, so we'll see. Maybe I'll, I'll cop one. Maybe I'll, like, steal Michaels. We'll figure it out. Shota Sunamura with a $10 super chat. Thank you very, very much for all your generosity from, from all the super chatters and Prime Gamers and Tier 1 subscriptions and all y'all people giving money to this company that you all love so dearly. It says, Bless, what are your thoughts on the Dragon Ball magic that looks like Dragon Ball's new anime? Oh, I'm the wrong person to ask. Like, I'm, I didn't watch Dragon Ball Super. Um, like, my Dragon Ball fandom just is more so just, like, tied to nostalgia of Damn. watching Dragon Ball back in the day on Toonami and then also, like, experiencing Dragon, Dragon Ball Z hype as a kid and then playing all the Dragon Ball Z games. Um, but, yeah, I saw the Dragon Ball magic thing pop up, and I'm happy for Dragon Ball fans, right? Like, the fact that 
GT happened. Everybody hates on GT, and then like they rebranded Super, and like every, it seems like everybody and their mother loves Super. Um, yeah, go get them. Like, keep making more of that because I, I I know people. I know for a lot of IP, the idea of stretching things out forever gets tiresome and gets like oh, another one of these. But Dragon Ball Dragon Ball is one of those things where I kind of like the fact that it's still around. I like that I can like look over and people are still enjoying. Oh, yeah. Goku finding a new level of Super Saiyan to turn into. Shout out to the homie Nanogenics, who is a uh, a streamer and content creator, but primarily for Dragon Ball. And a dude raided me a long time ago on Twitch, and I was like, I don't know who this is, but thank you, Nanogenics, for the raid. It was like a real beefy raid, had a lot of viewers. Mm. He was like, oh yeah, I'm a big Games Daily fan. Like I'm a big fan. Of, I've been watching oh, hell yeah. funny for years and years, and uh, and he's always kind of tweeting out there about whatever Dragon Ball mobile game he's playing. He's always killing the game. So I'm excited for nanogenics only to be honest with you uh but yeah i'm kind of with blessed when it comes to my nostalgia for dragon ball z and i always just call out the same several scenes from like the self the cell saga and the boo saga God, um King gohan that's my guy a couple more that we got to read before we wrap up this super chat prime time um i'm just reloading and i'm kind of just killing time for this thing to reload here we go just like King gohan killed cell tom Spoilish. g 54 months says four days until the king of Halloween returns. Hashtag King Adioya. I'm retired. Oh, wow. Yeah. Big news. <laughs> <laughs> Just like that. I'm not, I'm Very not, unceremonious. Yeah, I'm not the king anymore. Uh, da- thank you for your prime gaming. Dante the Clerk with another prime gaming for 14 months says, if you guys enjoy D&D like, uh, d- enjoy the D&D like game this Friday, think you would have any interest in playing Cyberpunk Red? Oh, is that the tabletop version of Cyberpunk? Yeah, that's where they, the inspiration kind of came yeah. from. Oh, I would be. I, that sounds fun. Damn, I would actually like that. We'll see. I mean, I just want reasons to like be like, oh man, that was so Nova. Choom. Oh <laughs> like, man, Choom. Choom. Oh my God. I'm feeling pretty gonked out right now. Oh, I'm Choom. so gonked out right that, now. Um, I'm, what I'm hoping for is that this is so successful and we have such a fun time and the audience vibes with it so much that. We try to make it a thing, but that's just me personally. Peter Poppins, resubscribing with Prime for 19 months as Prime. Thank you, Peter Poppins, for using your Prime on us. Puiseco, 33 months, says, Bless, gotten a chance to try out Bomber Cyberpunk yet? Really leans to the B-boy style and culture, which is right down your alley. I really want to. Too many games is the thing, right? Like, I... And we didn't get a code either. Um, and so, like, I want to buy it and play it. Buy it. Support the cost. Yeah, but I also just want to make sure I play it, right? Like, yeah. if I'm going to buy it. And so, like, That seems we'll like see. a Steam Deck game on a flight. That'd be fun. Yeah, like a Steam Deck game. Or if I just find a window, just a window of time where I'm not reviewing a thing. But guess what? Whenever I finish a game and go, ah, free time, another game comes oh, in. Oh, yeah. And so already there's a game where I'm like, ooh, yeah, I should try this when I get home. It's wild how just I've had no time for, like overwatch 2 or like to go back to valorant there's always multiplayer games that i want to go back to that i just have zero time for yeah because i'm always playing a big thing you know uh the last two that we're going to read right here prime gaming for eight months mr radical bomb and haunted 20 with another prime gaming for 56 months thank you for all of y'all support today for today's super chat prime time we'll see you right now in a bit in the lab as me nick greg and Jack Quaid Whoa. will be gaming. We're going to be playing some Payday 3. We're going to be playing some Party Animals. Stay tuned and don't go anywhere, gamers. <laughs> 